Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. I want to stay focused on what I want to talk to you about this morning and not veer off about anything else. I could tell that my religious podcast and the last podcast probably upset a few people and they don't want to listen to it. Well, I'm telling you, you need to listen to it because a religious podcast makes it very clear between religious and spiritual people. And the other one, which is the last one, that Jesus said, you must be born again of spirit and water to inherit the kingdom of God, John 3, 5. Now you'll meet people that will use the book of Acts and take the scripture out of context as usual, that people were baptized on the spot and they received the spirit. Yes, but there was a situation at the time going on, right, which doesn't apply to all of us around the world, right? Jesus makes it very clear. If he says jump, you jump. If he says you do, you do, without your conditions. He tells you in John 3, 5, you must be born again of spirit and water to inherit the kingdom of God. If you don't agree with that, you ain't going to go to heaven. If you don't agree with this, you won't go to heaven. It's as simple as that. You do what he tells you to do. You say you love him, then do what he tells you to do. Very simple. Because he loved you when he suffered on that cross for me and you, when he went before the council and Pontius Pilate, said nothing, was being, was being accused of everything, left, right and centre, falsely. He was beaten, he was whipped, he was abused, he was spat at. For you. He was humiliated, rejected by his people after everything he had done. For you. He went to a cross willingly. Not what they show in movies with a a veil round his his um, private parts, right? He was stripped naked, and they said his face wasn't nothing. No bone was broken, but his face was completely unrecognisable. That means he would have had skin and chunks of flesh hanging from his face, completely disfigured. Not not like I said, no bones were broken, but he was ripped to pieces for you. And I want you to shut your eyes. I should have said that at the beginning. And meditate on what I've just said. Shut your eyes and picture a beautiful human being who God has become flesh, who has come down and done this for you, who loved you. And when he was on the cross in suffering, now the physical side of it he wasn't really bothered about, but the spiritual side of it being separated from the eternal Father and the spirit, this is what he didn't want. This is why in the garden of Gethsemane the night before, he was begging the Father to find somewhere else, sweating blood in so much stress because he was afraid of being separated from the Father and the Spirit eternally. Now you think about that. And he did all that for you. He did all that so you could be free, that you would not experience death, that you will have eternal life. Just think about that. Just think about what he has done for you, if you are a Christian. And there's you walking into a church with conditions. And there's you walking between, before God with conditions. This is what I think of the scriptures. This is what I think it means. This is what God, if God loves me, he'll let me do what I want. If God really loves me and it's all about love, 
God will accept me for who I am, a homosexual, or a mass murderer, or a rapist, or a paedophile, because you all fall in the same category. Sin. No, he won't. You meet his conditions, or you will go to the lake of fire, forever. His conditions are very simple. You are to repent of all your sins. You are to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You are to accept that you are a sinner. And you ask him to be your King and Lord in your life. To surrender your life to him. And the water baptism represents that you are giving up your whole life for him. You go down the old person and the new creation comes up. And then the Spirit of God will enter you when he sees fit. And it's normally straight away. The speaking of tongues will come when God is ready. Not instantly. This rubbish of people expecting it should be instant. And people say, well, if you haven't got tongues, you're not a Christian. I'll tell you something. If I met someone who said that to me, I would pull you the pieces on Scripture. Because you do not know Scripture. Read Acts. It makes it very clear. Some had it instantly. Some took ages to have. I was, what, maybe three months in before I got tongues. God give it to you when he is ready. But I've had many things that most will never have. I've had over 17 visions. I've had many dreams. Acts 2.28, Joel 2.20. Acts 2.17, sorry. Joel 2.28 backs up what I've had. And many other scriptures. And Daniel, even in the other day when I was reading Matthew 5 again. Matthew 5, oh, I think it's 3 or 4. The pure in heart will see God. The pure in heart will see God. I've seen the Father and the Son. The Father was very unique. It was, well, when I saw the New Jerusalem, I saw the Tree of Life in the book of Revelation 22, and I saw the New Jerusalem, the New Earth. I was up there, and I saw it all. And I saw the Tree of Life and the river running through underneath it, and I saw the, the great city in which I stood and I saw my mum and dad, I saw all my animals, the things that mean dear to me most, and I saw the father standing before it all at the front near the tree, the outline of him. I didn't see his face, but I saw the outline. It was powerful. It was just the incredible colours that were coming off, like a very bluey white lightning. It was just incredible, crisp, clear. It was amazing. And then to my left, I saw Jesus with his hands open. I've seen this many a times. You'll say, no, but don't believe it. Well, I don't really care what you believe. At the end of the day, I've seen it. I could say to you, my first vision, I saw Jesus on the cross dripping with blood and my hands and my, my face was covered in blood. Now, a Calvinist once said to me, no, that wasn't that wasn't from God. That was from Satan, really. Well, Satan doesn't give visions like that. He gives visions of condemnation. He gives visions of you suffering and screaming in hell. That's what he gives. No, he doesn't give me a vision of my salvation. It doesn't give me a gift. It doesn't give me a vision of my um, sin being paid in full by Jesus' blood. No, he doesn't, does he? No. He doesn't do that. He's a liar. I'll tell you this, you Calvinists out there, you're the ones that are deceived. You're the ones that are going down the path of destruction. Do not to judge people and do not to talk out of context. I warn all of you. Now, what I'm going to say here is, it's kind of part of what I've been given. There's a guy called David Pawson, who's a Bible teacher, he's dead now, bless him, he died last year. Fantastic guy. And he was a dedicated English 
British Bible teacher, just like Derek Prince. And he said something about interrogatory prayer. When you ask God, you, you go to prayer in respect, of course, and always in respect to God, and you acknowledge him as sovereign and exclusive. Our lovely Lord Jesus. And I said to him, I was watching something, and I was upset, I was crying, and I said, Father, I want to know when I'm coming home. I want to know when I'm coming home. And I got very emotional about it and I meant it. And I said, I want you to tell me when I'm coming home. Because I don't want to be here. I hate it here. I just don't want to be here. I'm, I'm so changed now from what I used to be four and a half years ago. Any Christian who wants to stay here, and I've met quite a few, and it's so sad. You look at them, they're like, well, I want to be with my Lord, but I should don't want to go yet. Well, we, what you're basically saying is that you don't want to leave this earth. Your first desire should be to be with our Lord right now by his side. Right this second. If he came to you, do you want to come home? Yes, in a heartbeat. You wouldn't even think twice. If you're thinking twice, then unfortunately your love for Jesus is not as strong as mine. And your love for your family on this earth is more important than him. Well, then you have no place in him, I'm afraid. He makes that very clear in the book of Matthew. And other books that you love me with all your heart, soul, and might. That's everything first before everything. And if you've got the faith that I have, the people you do care about, and I have many, the people you do care about, God will take care of. Because at the end of the day, they all will have to stand before God for judgment, saved or not saved. That's not your responsibility. All you can do is preach and lead by example. So that night I went to bed and I had a dream. And his voice said to me, four years. Four years. Now this was this was uh, about maybe four or five months ago now. Well, what we're in now, we're in June. No, January, February, January, February, March, April, May, June. So it was about four months ago. I was in my flat and I heard this. And this the voice, sorry, I didn't hear this, I was in my dream. And the voice in the dream said, four years. And then about a month later... 2025 so in early 2025 i want you all to mark this those who stick by this podcast and me and listen to me mark my words in early 2025 i'm going home i will leave this body and i will go home now that may be through persecution muslims coming after christians because there's millions of people around the world right now being massacred in christianity Thousands of Chinese, millions, well, millions of people have been massacred so far for our faith in Christianity. In Iran, Iraq, um, China, Asia, you name it, they're getting massacred as we speak. We don't hear about it in the West because of our media, corrupt media system. But that's exactly what's coming. You know, and I'm so excited. I've got to tell you that I don't fear death. I've got no worries about it because as a Christian, you shouldn't fear death. And if you do fear death, then there's something wrong. That's the whole point of being born again. If you're not born again, you know, the spirit of God is not living inside you. Then you are fearful of death. You are fearful of Satan. You you act like a worldly person. And this so-called Christian mind, this Messianic Jew that I know, he was sitting in front of me about nearly three weeks ago now. Two weeks ago, sorry. And, sorry, three weeks ago now. And he was saying about, you know, these horrific deaths in the Far East and people getting beheaded for the faith. And you can see the fear on his face. And I just don't care. 
if someone said to me now, denounce Jesus, or I'll chop your head off, man, you go ahead and chop my head off. Obviously, I hope I want it quick. But I was reading Acts 8 the other night, and it was about Stephen before he got stoned. It's toward the end of Acts 8. And Stephen said, Lord, I relinquish my soul into your hands. And as he fell, he fell into a sleep. And it just struck me. I'm sitting there thinking, wow. Because I always thought, you know, like God doesn't want us, us disciples. He doesn't want us men of God to suffer and feel the pain of suffering, like burning or being stoned to death. Because it's not a pleasant experience, you can imagine. And people have fear of that. Well, don't have fear. Because he loves you. And you're his if you belong to him. If you're born again of spirit and water and you are actually born again of spirit and water and you have the spirit inside you and you're born again. That's what it means. You're not going to suffer. I guarantee it. The moment of that pain starting through burning or you know, being crucified even or being having been beheaded, God will put you to a sleep. That's it. You're gone. Finished. You're straight with him. Your body dies. The body goes back to the ground from where it came. This is our path we are going to face mass a lot of persecution physically mentally spiritually you name it so when i got told that four years i was a bit disappointed i wanted to be long a bit shorter than that a year would be great you know but i've got work to do as an evangelist and sometimes i think to myself i'm not good at this you know um i don't want this responsibility father and then the spirit says to me steve you're really good at it you're really good why because you just say it straight you tell it straight. You don't twist round corners. You don't sugarcoat it like most people do. Jesus said it straight. Jesus was direct. He didn't mix his word. That's why 70% of what he teached or preached never gets taught in churches today. Because he's too direct. Well, I'm direct and I'm going to tell you straight. If you don't repent of your sins, you will go to hell and end up eternally in the lake of fire. Right? That's a fact. If you don't walk with Jesus, you don't chase after him, you don't read your word, you don't become born again, you don't listen to him, right? and you live in sin, and you don't care, and you send your conditions, you are going to hell. Do you understand? You repent of your sins, or you will perish. And someone said to me once, if you hold a glass, a glass up in the air with water in it, right? it's a glass, right, and it holds water. You put a little hole in the bottom, right, and the water starts to drip out, the glass has become perished. That means it's still a glass, but it's of no use whatsoever. You're not going to do anything with it, are you? You must well just chuck it in the bin. Right, well, that's you. You are still a human being, but you're so useless to God, you're a waste of space, that you've chosen to live in fear, sorry, live in sin, live in wickedness, and completely deny the righteousness and, and love of God to become holy. And you think you're going to get to heaven. You think, people actually say this to me, well, if God loves the world, then all of us are going to heaven. No, we're not. Where do you get that crap from? This is Ephesians 4, 5. One faith, one Lord, one God. One faith, one Lord, one God. One Jesus, one God. Not Buddha, not Allah, not Hindu, not Shinto, not Tom, Dick and Harry from the end of the road, um, dancing around the fire with... Ku Klux Klan outfits praising Satan are going to go to heaven. No, they're not. If they repent of their sins through Jesus and become born again, yes, they will. Right? Otherwise, they're going to go to the lake of fire. I don't care what you think. 
you listen to me. You read that Bible and you do what Jesus tells you to do. If you don't, you'll go to hell. Simple as that. So, I asked the Father, well, I was quite demanding actually, and I said, I want to know now. And in that night, I went to bed, and in that dream, he said four years. And then about a month later, 2025. I can't wait, guys. I just can't wait. It's like, I feel like I'm on a train station waiting for this awesome express train coming through to take me away to my kingdom, to my father. And I'm just waiting. Obviously, I'm not sitting on the platform. I'll be preaching left, right and centre. But when that comes and the ticket man gets off, which will be an angel, and he says, Stephen, welcome. Enter into my father's presence. Can't wait. I just can't wait, guys. I just can't wait. It's just amazing. I just when I think about it, I start to cry because it's. I just feel like I'm I'm on a recce in the in the armed forces. We 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 call a recce like um reconnaissance mission. You know, you're you're out. You're looking for the enemy. You take out the enemy. You come back. You retreat. You with your lads. But I just want to go home. And that should be the desire of every single one of you first to be with him right now. This attitude, well, I want to be with the Father, I want to be with Jesus, but I want to stay here. Well, then you are not a Christian. You are not saved. Because the first desire is to be with him right now. You know, it's disgusting. You want to stay in this flesh. You want to stay in this wicked, fallen world. I understand your burdens for your so-called family. I understand your burden for the people that are lost in this earth. I have the same. I do have people in my life I do care about. But ultimately, they all are going to stand before Jesus and give an account. And if they're not saved, even your loved ones here are not saved, guess what? They will go to hell. They are all responsible for repenting. They are all responsible for their sin. They must repent. They must turn. Every one of them. It's not your business to be concerned. That is Jesus' business. And he is in charge. In the book of... Oh, let me think. I think it's Kings or... I can't remember the scripture now. It's only short and it says, The father cannot waive the sins of a son, and the sons cannot waive the sins of a father. In other words, when you go before the father, when you go before Jesus, sorry, you will not waver anyone your family sins, your actions as a Christian disciple, a pilgrim in Christ. You will not waver anything for anyone. All you can do is pray that they will come to know Jesus and repent of their sins. And God can do that. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Fasting, I tell you this, I said this before, it gets things done. Trust me, if you fast for a day, two days, a week, God can act. Because it's like taking away something you enjoy from your life, giving it to him to act on your behalf, and he can save members of your family. So if you really want them saved, pray and fast. So I thought I'd just leave that with you about the four years to encourage you that if you want to go home, God can tell you and he can make it happen. And that should be our desire before anything. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, over this message, Lord, that I love all my brothers and sisters out there. I love all peoples out there, Lord, that we are to be a separate kingdom. We are to walk separately, your kingdom, Father, because we love you and we love those who are lost, but we are a separate kingdom again, that we are not to do as they do in the world. 
we are to talk, act, think and be different to everyone else in the world. Because we are righteous and we are a separate kingdom waiting to come home with you. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, only with this message that people receive you, Lord. Accept you, Jesus, 100% and listen to what you say in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and Acts. And also the rest of the New Testament, Lord. All the way through with Paul's books from Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, all the way through the Revelation. Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. I love you all. Amen. By the way, guys, the book of Revelation was not made by Paul. I just said from Galatians, Ephesians, all the way through the Revelation. Revelation is made by John and what he saw in Revelation. The book of Revelation was basically Jesus, but John wrote it. Praise the Lord. I love you all. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bye.